The Property Crowd. Hello and welcome to The Property Crowd with Leaders, part of the Leaders Romans Group, one of the country's largest and most successful lettings and estate agencies specialising in letting and buy-to-let investments as well as residential sales. This episode is titled Smart Investment, The Next Steps, powered by GetGround, and there's lots to get through. Limited company structures indicate the more professional approach and the fact that it's being run as a, as a sort of a proper business as opposed to potentially some rogue landlords where you do hear the occasional <laughs> horror story. And this. You know, my advice is, is naturally going to be surround yourself with the right people, with the right expertise, buy well, and actually you don't need to be afraid of some of the legislation, both from a compliance perspective and a taxation perspective. All of that and more on the way. Uh, so let's meet our panel for this episode. Michael Cook is Group Managing Director of the Leaders Roman Group and Chris Frame, Senior Director at GetGround. Welcome to you both. Uh, Chris, firstly, uh, just tell us a little bit about GetGround. Hi, India. Thank you very much for the kind introduction. Um, so GetGround is a specialist company focused on education information around the buy-to-let marketplace, with our core product being around the setup and running of UK limited company structures for the purpose of buying investment in, in, in the UK property market. Um, realistically, I'd, I'd say the kind of the, the, the USPs being the fact that we can try and remove the two biggest prohibitive factors around incorporating a company for that purpose, namely one of cost, typically very expensive to set up and, and run that company, and another one being around the time-consuming nature that used to, to exist. Um, whereas with our online platform, we can set up and incorporate a company within 24 to 36 hours and have that business ready for activity and ready to transact on the property purchase. Yeah, uh, we'll come back to more detail on, on all of that, certainly setting up a, a company in that respect and the, uh, bound to say the perils of not doing so, which I think is probably quite crucial to this conversation. Um, Mike, just tell us a little bit about the state of the market at the moment. I mean, property is always in the headlines. We live in extraordinary times. We have this curious economy. The property market keeps on growing. It keeps on growing. It's taken a little bit of a, a, a hit in the last couple of months, most commentators seem to suggest that's not a permanent thing uh, but certainly it's notable i mean it's been a bit of a roller coaster market the last couple of years and obviously we've all felt the effects of the i think it's fairly fair to call it a disastrous mini budget so well, if the, i was hoping we'd all forgotten about that <laughs> unfortunately we can't forget <laughs> quite yet but but it is getting <laughs> on a positive note it is getting better so look if we if we take sales for the moment we obviously had big price capital increases in property prices over the last 24 months, really, post-pandemic, the view is now prices are stabilising and we have seen some modest reductions already. And depending on whether you listen to the Centre of Economic Business Research or Capital Economics or Zoopla, various different commentators are expecting prices anywhere between sort of 5 to 15% reduction in prices in 2023. So that's really the current state of the sales market. When I say things are getting better, um, following the, 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 the mini budget, sort of fixed rate mortgage, uh, interest rates on mortgages for your typical two-year fixed rate were, were up and around 6%. We've seen lenders change their attitude and soften their attitude. So it's much, much better than possibly the press would have you believe going into 2023. And you can start to achieve a mortgage rate of around 4.3, 4.4 
uh, for a two-year fixed rate if you've got a 75% loan to value. So that's sales and lettings, very similar over the last couple of years. We've seen really high rent increases, the thick end of 12% rent increases in 2022. And that is simply caused by a supply and demand imbalance uh, in the in the rental market, landlords are, uh, I think, took advantage of, of of selling their property in 2022, uh, and there is a, an undersupply, which is obviously driving the rents. It's fair to say, isn't it? You don't just read one newspaper headline. I mean, what was interesting, what you talked about fixed rates there, um, and there are some commentators, I'm sure, well intentioned, but you would think that the the, the world was about to end uh, rather than talking about a market which by definition any market will have ups and downs there'll be many reasons for that and this is just a this is just one of them they've happened before they recover as you rightly say they you know that there's been a softening of those uh, interest rates which a couple of months ago people were predicting was never going to happen exactly that i think that the lenders just needed to, you know that keyword stability which i think they've got with a change in leadership in government and and naturally, buyers will come back into the market as soon as they start to see value. And I think some of the froth was taken out of the market in 2022. And you'll see you know, a modest of you would view price reductions in 2023, which, again, you know, will, will attract buyers. We, we know that, you know, one in two investors purchase unencumbered. And we know there's lots of a third of property purchases are still done in cash. So, you know, there are a lot of people we have to remember that aren't affected by mortgage rates as well that can sort of buy unencumbered. So things change, things recalibrate. And, you know, 2023 might be a tricky year, but, you know, we are looking, I think most people are looking actually quite positively beyond that. I think so. I mean, there, there's sort of those that, that benefit more than others. But I think we, I mean, we've got a saying, which every sort of market makes makes a market and invariably sure. there's going to be some opportunities for investors i think first time buyers are in a better place than they were they thought they would be sure. going into 2023 and, and and for those that are upsizing you know it could be a really good time to make a make a move with that differential between you know three bed to that four bedroom detached a sure. lot less than it was this time last year Indeed. Chris, let's talk about buy-to-let and, and kind of how a lot of that works. It, it's interesting, isn't it? It seems like half an hour ago that if you wanted to, you know, rent out a house or, a you know, part of a house or whatever, uh, you know, you'd talk to your mate in the pub and he'd say, oh, no, you know, mate, mate of mine's looking for something to rent and that'd be it. And he'd move in and they'd, you know, give you some money and away you went. Those days are firmly gone, uh, of course, because the, 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 there are now more rules and regulations about buying to let. There's a sense that there might be many more around the corner. And setting up a company to do that is now seen as probably the wisest move. Yeah, I think I think the wisest move would certainly be to consider the use of limited company. I think from our point, uh, I mentioned at the very beginning, we tried to take a, an educational-led approach here just to really talk about limited companies, how they can potentially benefit an investor. And, and in most cases, they will and they can. Um, but I think the key thing is, and the wisest choice is to at least explore the option to establish, is it a better situation for you than buying in your own personal name when it comes you know, to an investment property? And Interesting from some data we we've collaborated um, very recently back in December. You know, three in four landlords now use 
a limited company or a special purpose vehicle or SPV for at least one of their property investments, um, which is a significant increase from where it was, particularly back in the early 2010s. I'd say there was a significant tax change in 2016, 2017 from the UK government um, with regards to offsetting the mortgage interest. That led to a lot more focus on limited company structures. But I think also there's a number of other benefits as well as tax efficiencies that sometimes get forgotten about. And and in that same survey, actually, I think it's 57 percent of those that were surveyed said actually the key reason for using a limited company was just the reduction in their own personal liability and just seeing it as a as offering a bit more protection to that investment and putting a legal ring fence around that property and separating it from any other wealth, any other assets. So I think the key thing for for any investor really is to review and explore the situation because whilst the tax efficiencies often grab the headlines, there are other benefits that can exist that might become more important or or have a very significant value to any particular individual because it's always going to be dictated to, I think, by someone's individual and personal circumstances. Of course. And and as as I said at the beginning, the days of, you know, renting it out to your mate Bob, you know, down the road who throws you a few hundred quid every week or whatever it happens to be, uh, that that has long gone, isn't it? So there are sort of very prudent and sensible reasons to, you know, that this is a business, right? If If you're setting this up, if you're renting out a property, if that's what you're doing, then you need to take it seriously. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something our founder always says that sort of limited companies have uh, have been around longer than bicycles. Is that a fact? Well, it's it's a fact that he uses. I uh, hope it is. I love that fact. Publicly that it's 100% true, but uh, he, he's, uh, he's a trustworthy <laughs> individual, so I believe it. But I think the, the point being, as you rightly say, if you break down a very simple buy-to-let property investment, it is a business. You are looking to buy something to generate an income and, and gain that capital appreciation. And limited companies have been around for, for many years. And then the main reason for that is to help businesses run more effectively and more efficiently. And it it is really those same principles that apply when it comes to a a buy-to-let investment property in the UK. Absolutely. And doesn't it also put you in the right mindset as well about the seriousness of what you're doing? If you're, you know, if it's a limited company, then you've you've got a structure to it and, you know, you will perhaps go into it with a, a different mind frame than, well, back to renting it to Bob in the pub. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've seen that across a number of the regulations that, that Michael well very much about. But I think there is a definite want to try and make a slightly more professional, maybe a bit more of a regulated buy-to-let marketplace. There is far more need or or the, the number of people having to rent, whether it be because of the shortfall of properties to buy or indeed just generally speaking, property prices making it unaffordable for many. There is a, a huge rental demand and, and that number is growing. And as a result, there's a need to make it a more transparent, professional, regulated industry. And I think the use of a limited company structure can help facilitate that. When we were formed and founded back in um, 2018, we did receive some investment from the UK government by way of HM Land Registry. And I think there was a significant factor within that. What was that limited company structures indicates a more professional approach and the fact that this being run as a, as a sort of a proper business as opposed to potentially some rogue landlords where you do hear the occasional <laughs> horror story. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And Michael, I mean, people do get spooked by new rules and regulations. We know that that is certainly the direction of travel, that, you know, everything from the the, the way the energy rating exists on a, a, a rental property, etc., all manner of other issues that need to be taken into account. That has spooked some landlords who have, have left 
uh, the market. Would that be fair to say? I think it is fair to say that regulations and legislation has been become more and more onerous over the next five years. And, and to a degree, um, we're in favour of regulation because we want to professionalise the sector and provide sure. good quality homes for, for tenants, for families. But in some cases, without going too far off tangent, I think you know, there's plenty of existing legislation that could be policed better to move the rogues out. But what typically happens, I've found, is more legislation gets lumped onto existing stuff that isn't being policed adequately. And what you get is uh, uh, the majority of good quality landlords that continue to get penalised and the rogues typically still don't do what they just it's just another rule to ignore and you're right about that but as you say to professionalize an industry that has been i mean for donkey's years it wasn't even really seen as an industry for some people was it it was you know back to that apocryphal story of renting a place to your mate exactly that and and look to answer the question about you know have some been scared off and do they need to be i think if you're not going to do things properly, then yes, you should exit. If you, I think there is a lots of opportunity still, even with the legislation, to make buy to let really successful. Which is exactly why we partnered up with with Chris and, and Get Ground. Because if you spend time working your way through the changes in something like the Renters Reform Bill, which has some pretty negative, you know. Uh, headlines yeah. if you're a landlord from a landlord's perspective such as you know we're removing no fault evictions and we're sort of putting caps on what you can do with with rents but you know actually when you look at the detail there's not too much different to how things are interpreted at the moment and if some of the changes are brought, brought in the housing courts i can see some benefits yeah. actually in gaining in gaining possession so i think once you move away from the headlines and look at what does the legislation mean and sometimes you need a professional to sort of help you pick your way through that you think okay i can work with this and then you look at your tax situation and go well okay a limited company yeah. might be the best vehicle for my next purchase actually things start to make a lot more sense and there's You know, if you set yourself up like with any investment, if you set it up well, you know, and get a good team around you, it performs well. If you do it in a haphazard way, you know, and and try and save costs, you know, to the nth degree, you you end up it ends up being counterproductive. So, you know, my advice is is naturally going to be surround yourself with the right people with the right expertise buy well, set it up well. And actually, you don't need to be afraid of some of the legislation, both from a compliance perspective and a taxation perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And just to add to that, I think, Michael, it's, it's some really valid points within all of that, because I think what often gets forgotten in times like this is that actually a lot of the fundamental reasons as to why people invest in property in particular or indeed just buy property, nothing's really changed in that manner. It's just a slightly different market conditions that we're operating within. But those fundamentals haven't changed um, and, and, and with a lot more stability can bring a lot more confidence. And, and we're already seeing signs of that following uh, the, the mini budgets of the plural um, from the end of last year. So I think it, it is a case of just making sure people are looking for the right information, talking to the right people, the professional outfits, because that fundamentals predominantly still all exist. Yeah. And just explain, Chris, if if I was a somebody who, I mean, many landlords are accidental landlords in, in, in that respect. They've inherited a house or something similar to that. They, they haven't got a massive property portfolio of 60, 60 places, et cetera. But let's assume you're coming into the industry and you're thinking of setting it up as a limited company what would happen if i came to you guys at get ground what would i be getting that i wouldn't perhaps see if i was just trying to do this by going it alone 
Yeah, I think um, there's probably a couple of points. At the very beginning, we would look to have a, a consultation with the client. It's obviously free of charge, really just to try and understand who they are, what their circumstances are, what they're looking to achieve. And then within that, talking through that situation, explaining how a limited company potentially could benefit them, where they might see some value within that. We don't claim to be tax advisors. We very much focus on education around that and looking to understand people's circumstances and then to talk through where advantages can come from from using a limited company structure and really reflecting that back to that individual client. Because as I touched upon earlier, I think everyone's circumstances are different. And really talking that through. Now, that consultation typically would take 30 to 45 minutes, depending a little bit on how many questions a client has, how experienced they are within the marketplace. Um, And following that, we can keep providing them as much information as much as they wish to do so. Um, And it would only be at the point they felt comfortable and and confident and ready to transact and indeed set up the limited company um, where we can then guide them through the process, which is all something that can be done online. Touched upon it earlier, the process is very, very quick. Um, It won't impact the speed of sale. And I think that's something that we have been able to help. And this is something hopefully we've brought to to leaders in particular is that actually a client can talk to us at the outset, talk about limited company structures, but there's no need to have that structure set up before you've identified that property. In the sense, you can run the two simultaneously because of the the speed and the turnaround times we can have. If they've then found a suitable property they wish to proceed, they can then look to set up that limited company. And I said earlier that that would all be incorporated with full legal documentation, um, registered with Companies House, all of the shareholding set up, business bank account set up for that limited company, all typically within 48, 72 hours to complete the process with regards to the, the business account meaning there's no impact on the speed of sale. And that's most important to the client, but also indeed to our partners like leaders who, you know, if we've got a sale agreed, we want that to move forward as quickly as we can because everyone wants that to happen. Um, All I would say really at the outset is that if someone is looking to invest, start having those exploratory conversations as early on. There's no need to actually make a decision, but at least get the information and the understanding as to how you are going to proceed once you've actually found and identified the right property for you. And, and I mean, maybe this is just me, Chris, uh, but if somebody else is taking the weight of the admin off your shoulders, then there's something about that, isn't there? I mean, I'd, ra- I'd rather gnaw off my own elbows than start, you know, filling out forms. And But all of that, I mean, that's, you know, you guys come in and, and, and that is, is exactly what happens in that respect, isn't it? You do take that weight. I think so. And I think it's really interesting because we've now got close to 6,000 limited companies set up on our platform over the last sort of three years or so. And whilst the majority of those have definitely, I think, realized or seen some of the advantages that apply to them for using a limited company, there is definitely a proportion on our platform that have used us because we remove that hassle. Um, We can set up the limited company very quickly. It's all done under one roof. You don't need to go to multiple parties in terms of engaging a solicitor, an alternative bank provider, another accountant. It can all be structured correctly. Um, These are special purpose vehicles designed for this purpose i.e. for buying property in the UK. And then thereafter, once the company is actually incorporated, we do all of the ongoing financial administration piece. So we do all of the 
tax filing, the auditing, the creation and the submission of the tax returns, as well as acting as the, 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 the company secretary and indeed the registered office address. So there's definitely a proportion there where um, they're very happy for us to take ownership of it and, and remove that time consuming nature, which particularly with limited company structures very much used to exist. Fantastic. Just a final point then, Michael, just give us a, if you like, an overview uh, of what is happening with some of the areas that you guys deal with at Leaders. You're, you're the kind of overseer of you know a very large and successful company whether it's lettings whether it's buy to let whether it's sales whatever it happens to be what's the state of play at the moment in the various tentacles that leaders work within yeah so i sort of gave you at the, at the start in a, a bit of a cross-section of what's happening in sales and lettings oh you know so lettings is is going to continue and rents are going to continue to increase in in 2023 we've seen better and bigger increases in from a, certainly from a, a landlord's perspective when you start moving um sort of past into the midlands into the uh, northeast and northwest you typically be able to pick up gross rental yields of uh, depend on how you're approaching the investment of hmos typically go for, for for higher yields but you know for a standard sort of ast tenancy that, that in those sort of midland and northern areas you're talking between a six and seven percent gross rental yield you go f- further south but you can still achieve some some sort of f- five five and a half percent gross yields in the south and obviously you, you've typically had over the years better equity growth in the south to sort of compensate for those those slightly slightly lower lower yields in terms of sales we've seen a lot of opportunities sort of in those northern towns and there are some opportunities for both first-time buyers and and investors alike if they're if they're well-financed and, and well-researched. Fantastic. Um, just uh, remind us then, if you would, the, the best website for people to find out more about leaders who aren't familiar with the work you guys do. It is leaders.co.uk. Very simple. And likewise, Chris, uh, Get Ground, huge company, amazing impact on the market. And by the way, congratulations on the, the, the growth in that area that you guys have achieved. But for those that want to get involved or find out a little more about what you do, where's the best place to go? Yeah, uh, the website, uh, again, is getground.co.uk, um, G-E-T-G-R-O-U-N-D, or one word, .co.uk. And naturally, myself, uh, very happy to have any conversations with anyone where appropriate, as indeed the team. And equally, please do let the guys at Leaders know as well. We've got a wonderful partnership that we're building with them. Um, we're very much looking to complement one another, so can also be introduced via your uh, contact at Leaders as well. Fantastic. Um, Chris, great to talk, and we will speak, I'm sure, on a future episode. Will do, Ian. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for hosting. Nice one. Not a problem. Uh, Michael, great to talk, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Ian. That's Michael Cook and Chris Frame with us on this episode. Uh, You heard the website details there as well. Get along and find out more. That's it for this episode of the podcast. Back soon with the next. The Property Crowd. Find out more at lrg.co.uk.